everybody and welcome to the creative culture podcast you like that name yeah i love it dude is that okay yeah this is episode one of the creative culture podcast i am one of your hosts my name is spencer robinette and i am joined by mr Jayden moore Jaden moore how you doing today man i'm doing good I'd, we uh you know this is really awesome because last night so last yesterday evening i texted you and i was like hey i have an idea and threw it past you and you were you had the same idea and you know within less than 24 hours and an hour of setup time now we have a Put podcast that's right yeah man no i have been thinking about this for a while um we'll dive into exactly what we're doing here in just a second but um yeah i've had this idea for a while and it was kind of wild that you texted me and said hey let's i have an idea and i was like oh wait i have the same idea yeah. so let's make it happen that's yeah. pretty cool and i've been thinking about it for uh, a couple of weeks as well yeah it's just i don't know i've always wanted to start a podcast and um didn't really know what to start one about but i figured this would be an awesome gateway to get content for both of our both of our agencies and um yeah. Just a fun way to just talk and talk about each other's businesses and see how we can help others and that right. sort of thing. Right. Um, yeah, so let's dive into it. So I, um, almost two years ago, started a web design firm. Um, I also do work in branding, graphic design, that kind of stuff. And um, I've been doing web design for a lot longer than two years, but officially started a business the business two years ago which is called harbor house creative co um you can find it on harborhousecreativeco.com <laughs> <laughs> all this all the socials i'm even on tiktok ladies and gentlemen uh which is a big deal um yeah so that's what i do what about you yeah, so about four years ago. Um, oh, four years ago. Sorry, my business. Four years ago. <laughs> four years ago, I um, <laughs> saved up for a camera. This was when YouTube was big. Yeah. Um, I was young. I wanted to be a YouTuber. And saved up for a camera. I bought a G7X and started recording. My friends ride their dirt bikes, and I had a YouTube channel. I got like 70,000 views and 600 go. subscribers. Man, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, I kind of learned about the filmmaking scene and had a family friend reach out to me and ask if I wanted to shoot a wedding. And at the time I was like, man, like I didn't know that was a thing. So right. I said yes. And I thought, I think I did that for like 400 bucks. And um, yeah, I did weddings for two years. Um, I've recently transitioned into the marketing space about a year ago. And since then I have been really just enjoying the whole marketing scene, um, making brand videos, commercials, testimonial videos, those sort of things. So yeah, a lot of like micro content and stuff. Yeah. Like social media videos. As a videographer, do you feel like, um, so like everybody can, can shoot video and photo with their phones now, like iPhones and and Android Mm -hmm. have like, they've made it possible. So 
excuse me, so that no, like everybody can do it, right? But as a videographer, with all of the thousands of dollars you've invested in equipment, is there still, like, what's your take on the need for somebody like you to still step into a business and just up their social media content game? I mean, we can talk about brand videos and, like, mm -hmm. the big testimonial videos and commercials and, like, stuff that makes sense. But even for, like, just everyday social media content, like, yeah. And what's important for people to understand about like your role in that? Yeah. So just like web design, um, I mean, you have Wix, Squarespace, you have all of these platforms that make it very easy to right. do these things for the average consumer. Right. Um, at the end of the day, there's always going to be someone that is more skilled than you mm. at that. Mm. Um, with video, you're right. I mean, phones these days can shoot 4K, 60, they can shoot really awesome video just straight right. out of your phone which is amazing now there's a little bit more that goes into it than just pressing record and you know pointing the camera at someone there is um, frame rates there's lighting there's color yeah. there is um, transitions and movements and that sort of thing and at the end of the day um, I would say I don't think videographers will ever be replaced because at the end of the day, you can't really teach. And as a creative and all of you creatives listening, you can't really teach creativity. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have lots of lots of gear and lots of expensive gear, but you know, it all comes down to how you utilize that gear. So even though phones can shoot high quality video, how are you utilizing your phone yeah. to shoot high quality video? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, so unpack. You just said something that I think uh, a lot of people might disagree with. Mm -hmm. You said you can't teach creativity. Explain that a little bit more. So I think I think I, I agree with you and understand what you're saying. Uh, but I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll give my take. I think God gives people very different talents and skill sets. Okay. Um, I think some people, I would say, are more so born to be creators yeah. and creatives yeah. where other people may be um, strategists. Some people may be visionaries. Some people may be that sort of thing. Um, I think you can teach creativity to a certain, to a certain point, but I think the person that thinks outside of the box and that thinks very uniquely, that I don't think you can teach. Hmm. Um, so, I, so I, I think you can teach the skills that go into doing a certain thing, yeah. like doing a specific trade such as web design yeah. or video. Um, I can teach everyone about all of the technical things about that. But yeah. to be able to have a naturally creative mind, I think is very, very important. And... I could be wrong. And it's, um, and it's unique. No, no. I, 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 I and I may be saying this wrong. No, no, no. I actually don't disagree with you. So um, I think this is a great conversation, actually, uh, unintended. So from my day job, you know, Harbor House is, is one of the ways that I, it's my job, right? It's, it's how I make money. It's, I, I build websites. I, uh, do branding work, logo design, graphic design, you know, images, those types of things to make money, right? And it's a creative outlet that I feel like I 
have been gifted and to see things a certain way, right? To be able to design things a certain way, um, to draw an audience or to capture people's attention, right? Um, but I'm also, that's like my day job, but I also like another creative outlet for me is, is songwriting and music and singing. And you, you could make a strong argument that there, you can teach songwriting to a degree. You can, you can teach, um, uh, people how to sing to a degree but there are just some people that cannot sing. You know, does that make sense? Right. So yeah. I think that there is, and that that's sort of like a very specific example, <laughs> but I think what I agree with and what you're trying to say is like, there are creative outlets in which people just aren't gifted in from birth, right? right? right. And it, that just is what it is. I do think, and I don't think this is pushback, but just in addition, I do think like, like God is a creative being that mm-hmm. created heaven and earth and you and I and everything in it. And I think because if you believe this, if you're a person of faith or a Jesus guy like Jane and I are, uh, like we are created in his image. And I think everybody has been given the gift of creativity to a certain degree. Absolutely. I think we are creative beings to a right. certain degree. I think you just have to figure out what your creative niche is. Yeah, and that's Does I think that that's kind of what kind of what I was what I was meaning. Um I think everyone has different yeah. skill sets. I agree. Um everyone can't be a master of everything, right? Absolutely. So and I think that's kind of what what I mean by that is like everyone has their own skill that they were yeah. gifted and their own gift. I mean, pretty much exactly what you just said. Yeah. You no, know, I, I think you can teach creativity and you can learn different skills and learn different things to, um, you know, just grow your knowledge. Um, but at the end of the day, the person that was gifted with knowing how to draw, I think is always going to know how to draw better than me, even yeah. if I practice drawing a lot. Um, and I could be wrong, but. You know, that person that was gifted with drawing where I was gifted with, yeah. you know, not drawing skills. <laughs> I could practice and I could practice a lot. Yeah. But some people just have that just absolutely like from birth. They just know how to draw. And it's this. Dude, I, so I, t- I totally agree. So back to then how we got in this conversation, I think what's important about um, why videographers, like people who have been gifted with the eye to capture the world via video, um, why you are still important, even in like the social media game, is because there are, even though an individual may, who owns and runs a business, may have the technology just via their phone to capture video and put content out there, um, does not mean that, they're capturing good content does not mean they're capturing good video and they may not even know where to begin. Like you could even just enter the equation with advice of maybe maybe here's some, cause I know you do like, like in one of your um, marketing things and ways that even you've helped me is just like, 
maybe think about trying to capture this type of video. Maybe, does that make sense? And, um, and you can even be a massive help because you see it. You know what to look for. You know how to capture content that's going to be captivating to the audience of that specific business, right? Right. Yeah. And I think with video, I mean, there's the technical side and there is the storytelling side. Right. Video is powerful because of the storytelling side. Right. Um, but that's kind of the things that people don't realize. It's kind of just naturally they just follow along with the story, but they're not sitting there. Oh, this story is awesome. More so people are noticing how it looks visually. Yeah. What, what, what's the lighting like? What's the colors like? That sort of thing. The technical side, I think I knew nothing about the technical side. So I had to learn all of that. Right. I was gifted with kind of like the storytelling side where I knew mm. how to kind of, you know, how to tell a story using these visuals. And I think with web design, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're right. taking this brand, you're taking this this brand story and their personality, and you're kind of just storytelling them through different pages. And right, you know, I I I think a lot of creatives, a lot of creative outlets, whether that's music, photography, web design, graphic design, video, it is all linked back into storytelling and how you're making a person feel. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think, yeah, I agree. And I think that's, I mean, what, what captures most people's attention period is it's what tugs on their heartstrings. Right. Right. Absolutely. You could look at, you know, a photo of a dog in, in, I don't know, with a bone in his mouth. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's a cute photo. And then you could watch a video of a dog like rolling on its side and it like giving you those puppy dog eyes and you like <laughs> you want to jump into that video yeah. and rub its belly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's right. just ways and that's a weird example. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> but there's just ways that you can capture um, moments yeah. and storytell moments that just hit differently. They just do. Right. right? And so uh, it's important, I think, to be, to be able to discern, um, and if you have have the the gift or the ability to see those moments differently, you got to lean into that. Right. You know. Yeah. So from the web design space, like my goal, um, so my goal as as like the the as uh, the, the the leader of Harbor House, right? My business, um, sort of my my unofficial tagline is that it's my desire to promote what you're passionate about. But in order for me to figure out and learn what you're passionate about and how to tell that story to the best of my ability as a web designer or as a brand designer or whatever, is to get to know you, is to dive deep into who you are and what makes you tick, and ultimately what tugs on your heartstrings, what those things that you're passionate about it's it's those things that i ultimately have to figure out how to capture the essence of put online that will draw in a very specific audience that you're trying to reach and so yeah it's all storytelling and i think for me from the home page to you know whatever the about page to the services page to the contact page to the you're just you're walking people through through a story 
right? Trying to get them to engage in, in certain ways. You know, in the web design space, we call them calls to action, right? Um, how can we get a specific audience to engage with your story? And it's based on how you tell it. All right, so I want to put you on the spot for a second. Um, where did the name Refined Film Co. come from? Yeah, so I have been through a couple different names with my business. Um, started off as Jaden Moore Films. Then I didn't think that sounded <laughs> professional, so then I switched it to Jaden Moore Productions. I hated the fact that my name was in it. It was not scalable. It was very personalized. People always thought they were going to get me, which, you know, I've gotten to the point in my company where I can send someone out if I need to, if I'm not available. Yeah. So having more of a versatile, professional, kind of corporate yeah. type name, yeah. um, I knew that the industry was very off in the sense of people would just show up, record the video, and hand over the final draft and say, there you go. Yeah. Now, a lot of times clients don't know what to do with the video, right? They just knew they needed a video. So they reached out to a videographer and say, hey, here's my idea. Yeah. So kind of where I came up with the name Refined is that I kind of wanted to refine the industry and really just kind of hmm. chisel away all of just the bluff and nonsense that the industry has to offer. Um, and this isn't on a higher level. Like when you look at production agencies, you don't really get this, but when you look at a freelance videographer type right. level, there is so much bluff and yeah. garbage and that's not what I wanted my company to be. I wanted it to be kind of refined into this clean cut. Hey, you reach out to me. I consult you on how to, yeah, what video to create. And from there, I will help you distribute it. And that's, that's that. Good. There's not a lot of, you know, hey, I don't know what to do. What What do you want me to record? Right. That sort of thing, which is very common, unfortunately. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. So what about you? Your name is awesome, by the way. Um, when I first met Spencer and I just kind of learned about his business, um, I thought Harbor House was pretty cool. Actually, the first time I met Spencer, it was funny because I was sitting here. Um, I was in a meeting with my accountant and Spencer walks in. And if you know anything about Spencer, um, he's... He's a very unique person. Um, he he came in with like with like jeans on, with like Birkenstocks with socks, and he had long <laughs> hair with like a flannel and a hoodie. If you know anything about Spencer, that's 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 him. <laughs> He's dying over here because he knows it's true. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and then we we got talking. I was showing him this software called Milanote. Um, it's weird that I remember this, but, um, that's true. Milano. Yeah. And yeah, we <laughs> kind of just started talking about, about his business and I thought the name was so cool. Uh, so how'd you come so, up with that name? That's so funny, dude. Um, is I that right? That, is that right? By the way, I love that. You, <laughs> I love that you gave people a very specific description of what I look like. Now, granted that was 
a year and a half ago. Yeah. How long ago was that? So yeah. I now you, yeah, you, you still see have long me on hair. video now. I've got uh, a buzz cut. And uh, but I'm still definitely just rocking the the rolled up jeans and whatever you call these these faux uh, Birkenstock clogs. Some whatever. sort of <laughs> some sort of Air Bethlehems. There you go, Air Bethlehems. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. Um, yeah, dude. So Harbor House. All right. Uh, back in I don't. So I I love all things nautical um i always have i don't know why I just i've always been like family grew up going to to the beach we were beach vacation people and and um so i've just always loved i love boats i love so all the things nautical i always love and uh and then my wife and i um maybe i don't know a few years into our marriage we took a vacation to maine and got to see the main coast and that was sort of my first experience with like oh what like like harbor towns like little fishing villages and and um not your like not your typical vacation like, Panama like City Beach exactly yeah. not your like beach vacation right like ocean so day. that yeah yeah right so that was a whole new just exposure to just another cultural uh element of of the ocean right the water whatever and so i always had um uh the the idea of harbor like i just love that name i love the word harbor and what it represents um like safety and you know and then uh and then i learned i was like reading a, a book that's probably a lie because I don't read much. Uh, I was <laughs> watching them. I don't know what it was. Some, somewhere this this term Harbor House, I came upon this term Harbor House. And basically back in old England, when ships would dock, uh, for they, there would be these houses and they would call them Harbor Houses. And basically it's where the crew would spend the night. They'd get a, a meal, kind of like, a, I guess, like a hotel or something like that. <laughs> Or, Hotel um, Creative Co. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so what? <laughs> that, that's not as good. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, but they but they called them harbor houses because it was like a again that idea of safety or rest or it was a safe space for these these crewmen shipmates to to again get a get a, a warm meal, have a place to sleep before they hit the open ocean again the next day or whatever. Um. And I was like, oh, that's dope. I love that. I love the that the theme, the the idea behind that. So so then I started moving forward with Harbor House. And so that that's kind of my so then to sort of transform that because that has nothing to do with creativity or design. Um I started thinking, you know, when when people that, you know, we've already had the conversation about like there there are people that may not be gifted in the realm of design, marketing, videography, photography, web space, whatever it is. Um, what, it's often difficult for those people to step into those places that they're unfamiliar with because it seems so big. It seems so intellectual. It seems so uh, different. It seems so... Whatever whatever the, the, the fear is, whatever the... Right. And... Um, 
it's sometimes hard. Like you don't want to look stupid. You don't want to. So it's hard to ask right questions because you may think they sound dumb or they whatever the case may be. Right. So Harbor House Creative Co. for me was this desire to create a safe space for people to ask whatever questions they feel like they need to ask for us to have whatever real authentic conversations we have to have to get to the place where, again, as I mentioned earlier, my goal is to promote what they're passionate about. My goal is to promote what you're passionate about. In order to get to that place, we have to ask the hard questions. We have to ask the dumb questions. We have to have the hard conversations. We have to have the raw conversations. And I, my goal is to sort of create a safe space to have those conversations where people don't feel, um, I feel like I'm a pretty approachable person just in general. And that was something I wanted to sort of have be uh, just a part of my DNA and the DNA of our company that, um, you know, anybody could, could step foot into a room with us, uh, with me and have, have whatever conversation needed um, to get us to the end goal of promoting the best versions of themselves and promoting what they're passionate about to the rest of the world, right? So, yeah, I guess that's a long-winded uh, way of getting to uh, Arbor House Creative Co. That's very cool. That's uh, super unique. Yeah. In the sense of, I mean, you could have so many different names like webdesign.com. Right. Yeah, you know, just generic. super generic and that, names. But this is something that's like actually means something like deep down past the design yeah. portion of it. I mean, it's, and I think it we'll goes probably, down to your heart. Right. And I think we'll get into, we'll get into this conversation probably in later episodes, but, um, when you pick a name that's not so like when you like Harbor House, I had to add the creative code because that at least gives some indication that I do something creative. Right. right. Um, but like without creative co, if you just heard Harbor House, you would have zero idea that I did web design and branding work. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where, again, marketing becomes that much more important you know, for, for, um, for a business or for a company that, um, whose, whose name maybe doesn't speak specifically to what they do. Right. Does that make sense? And that's probably, a, uh, that probably will be a conversation for another day for us, but I just think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, Im it's important for us to have these conversations for me. Um, why we why I wanted to start this podcast. I know this we're all over the place today. For those of you listening, for all three of you, thanks, mom. Hi, mom. Uh, listening. Yeah, we're just uh, <laughs> we're just testing this out. But I, my hope for this podcast is just for you know you and I to have conversations. Maybe we even bring other people in here and there to have conversations just about the the creative culture of our world today um and the importance of it right the importance of um listen we're probably not going to talk about things that hasn't been talked about already a billion times 
Right. And there's mm-hmm. so many creative podcasts. There that... are so many creative podcasts. It's not, so we're not touching something new. Yeah. But hopefully we may have some unique takes. Um, at the very least, uh, just <laughs> interest, I, hopefully interesting conversations yeah. um, about what you do, about what I do. Um, and just the the hopefully the 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 opportunity to draw just somebody new into the creative space um with slightly intelligent conversation hopefully <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll, that that'll have to be something for the guest yeah yeah absolutely but so anyways we'll see yeah i did have so um if we want to try and do this on this first episode, we kind of were the way we were thinking about splitting the like segmenting our episodes up was after we kind of had an introduction, you know, just to catch up some, some hopefully some engaging babble of sorts. We would then dive into some sort of uh, specific topic, you know, that we wanted to discuss again uh, revolving around the creative space um and then the third segment sort of as we outro uh each episode um what maybe bringing something that we saw throughout the week that caught our attention that we felt like wanted to that you know that i just wanted to get your opinion on so for example today kind of like i feel like a lot of sermons do that like yeah <laughs> like yeah you know like like the pastor saw something this week and it absolutely and then it'll, but it'll like it, bring it up in his message right yeah so yeah so similar to that like i saw an order an article this week that is pretty was pretty specific but it's just five marketing tips for startups mm-hmm. um so for those of you out there that are either have already started a business or are in the process of starting a business this was a very specific article five tips uh, marketing tips for startups. And I'm just going to read them to you. I'm going to read these five tips to you. And if any of them catch your attention um, and you want to want to share a thought or two, uh, just stop me. So the first one is define your target audience. Um, that was, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like even as a web designer, like Everybody under the sun needs a website. Every type of business, every industry, every right. They like it's it's important. The web space has just become incredibly important, and they all need them. But as a local bit, like as a small business, as a business owner myself, it was still important, and is is still an important discussion and discovery for me uh, to define my target audience. Right, and I think for you, like you were even saying, you started by by videoing your friends doing like riding Wedding. motorcycles yeah then weddings you, dirt bikes then you got everything. into the right then you get got into the wedding space <laughs> sounds like uh somebody outside of our office is vacuuming currently i wonder if you can look on the levels and see if it's picking up we'll continue <laughs> The second one is to focus on value proposition. I'm going to read this because I thought this was interesting. Uh, Articulate your unique value proposition. What sets your product or service apart from the competition? 
communicate this consistently across all marketing materials, platforms to convey a compelling reason why customers should choose your startup. Thought that was good. The third one was content marketing strategy. So develop a content marketing strategy that provides valuable information, insights, or solutions related to your industry. Blog posts, videos, infographics. Um, I think we could also, we'll probably, like a specific conversation I'd love to have with you sometime is the difference between organic marketing. First paid marketing. First paid marketing. Yeah. That, that needs to be a good conversation. So check back for that conversation here shortly. Leveraging social media was number four. And then building relationships. If you guys can five. hear the vacuum cleaner. You know what? This is a, a raw, honest podcast. Yeah. And this is um, our first one. This is our first one. I'm not even gonna t- I'm not even gonna open that door and tell them to stop. Yeah, we're just uh <laughs> we're just testing the water here. Um hopefully we're actually looking for a space where um it'll be my studio, it'll be um a place where me and Spencer can meet with our clients and and work and collaborate and we plan to have podcast sets where people can come yeah. in and record podcasts so if you're in the cincinnati area be looking for that yeah absolutely that would be awesome i'm pretty excited about that even just for our own stuff yeah our own country. so we've been looking for six months and can't find anything <laughs> that's true yeah any of you guys out there in the cincinnati area if you have a space what size but, are you looking for like 500 to I mean, 1500 square feet yeah something something sub 2000 plus sub, okay at least okay at least uh like 500 square feet 500 yeah. to 2000 ish okay cool ish enough space where we can have an office storage of sorts yeah cool um all right so back to that article real quick uh the five things to find target audience, focus on value proposition, content marketing strategy, leveraging social media, building relationships, networking primarily. I mean, do any of those stick out as like when you started your business, what was, what was important for you? So I would say there's two in there that okay. really, that I could tell all the listeners out there to really focus on. And that is number one, finding your target audience. Yeah. Um, how are you going to tell, how are you going to sell a product to someone if you don't even know who you're selling to, you know? Yeah. Um, that's like me trying to go and sell marketing videos to newly engaged couples. Yeah. After now I've transitioned out of that space. You're not doing weddings anymore. Right. I'm not even doing wedding, <laughs> weddings anymore. So what does it do if, I, if right. I'm not, you know? marketing to the right, right people right the third thing um the second thing i'm mentioning third third point spencer brought up is um marketing strategies and that's yeah. something my company does and so it's a little bit biased but having an actual marketing strategy where you can um strategize things out right. where you can plan accordingly to a specific goal is so important because there's no just one general piece of marketing that works for everyone. Right. Right. I think there's kind of main things that everyone needs, but I think every business is different with very different needs. Yeah. With very different goals. So to actually come up with your own strategy 
in a step-by-step process on how to achieve that start to finish right from everything from branding all the way to um in the video world what voice you are using right in the voiceover to the music you're using right um everything from there all the way to your distribution platforms such yeah. as facebook instagram google that sort of thing that is so important to have a step-by-step process and i'm guilty of it i you know what they say a plumber's a plumber's pipe is always leaking yeah um my marketing strategy myself i need to improve on yeah yet i help other businesses create their video marketing strategies um so I I i think it's very important yeah i agree with you i yeah i was I started Harbor House again uh, almost two years ago, and it, it it started for me as just a a side project, not a project. It was a you know it was a legit side business that I was pursuing, but um, I a lot of it in the beginning stages because of the capacity that I had to work on it. I was getting enough. Uh, business just with word of mouth. So networking for me was a big one. Building relationships, that was a big one for me out the gate. And I had enough business coming in with the capacity that I had with just word of mouth. Uh, And now that I'm starting to pursue it more and more, marketing, like creating a marketing strategy has become vital, right? And so that's definitely, yeah, I agree with you that that's huge. And uh, if you're working on a startup, you've probably heard this advice already, um, but make sure you are pursuing some sort of marketing strategy. I think it'll be good. I do want to have this discussion with you, the difference between organic marketing and paid marketing, um, because there's stuff that everybody should be doing, even even before you have the money to invest into paid marketing. And... uh, um, and it's, you know, and, and you need to be engaged in it. Yeah. And kind of circling back on that point that you just made real quick. Um, I also had a ton of word of mouth business. That was yeah. kind of my primary, especially in weddings. That was my primary source of marketing, primary um, lead generation method. Right. But I think that gets to a point where that's very unreliable because once those people who start once those people that stop referring you there's nothing you can really do about that right um you know and it's kind of just like one of those things that you're just hoping for so having something that's a little bit more robust that is actually more data driven instead of more hope driven yeah is very important yeah it's good Well, any final thoughts? Let's conclude episode one of the Creative Culture Podcast. Any final thoughts from you? I don't think so. I mean, like I I previously mentioned, this is kind of uh, a new thing for me, kind of just learning. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully in the future we have, you know, you may see a different set behind us. You may see a different environment. Yeah. Something like that. We're kind of just testing the waters right now. So that's it. That's what it's about. Just, yeah. just go. I, yeah. I posted something on on Harbor House's uh, Facebook or all of my social media, Instagram. Um, I'm old enough that like Facebook still matters for my 
um, from my uh, context. But I posted well, something matters for everyone. I I know, but like a lot of people are like, oh, just old people on Facebook now. <laughs> it's like like no. Instagram, TikTok are the two primary uh, social media platforms, which is probably true. But Facebook, depending on your target audience, can still be heavily prevalent. Um, but what I was getting at was I uh, I posted something on Saturday, and it just says take a deep breath and start. You know, and I think for us, like, that's what we're doing here. You know, yeah. just trying something new, trying to uh, get out of our comfort zone a little bit and and uh, yeah, create content, put things out there that hopefully make a difference, um, hopefully may help somebody. And um, if you have um, any questions, thoughts, make sure you, you hit both Jane and I up on, on our social media, whether that's uh, Instagram. Refined Film Co., Harbor House Creative Co. Uh, you can go to our, our websites and there's contact pages. You can send us messages, whatever. Um, also, if you're, if you're a company like Cane's, Chipotle, or Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you want to um, sponsor? And you want to sponsor, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, we would be happy to promote sponsors. you to our, to, to our parents who are listening, <laughs> to our close ones. Um, I don't even know if my wife will listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know if anyone <laughs> I know will be listening to this. Oh, but, uh, shoot. No, man, but you know, you're totally right. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, if you're listening on Spotify, they, they have a place now where you can just ask questions and um, let us know what you want to know. What, what do you want us to talk about? Um, and we'll uh, try and make that an important part of each episode. But yeah, this is something new. We're taking a deep breath and we're starting, making it Absolutely. happen. Just start. Just start. Sound good? Which that'll be a good next just, episode talking about a book that I've I haven't read, but I've heard about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't read it yet either. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that book that I probably won't read. All right. It'll be in the next episode. <laughs> I listen. Okay, wait. Last thought. Does it count? Does listening like audiobooks, does that count as reading? Yes. Okay, good. I'm really glad you said that. Because, because when I read I'm three pages through the book and I don't remember a single thing that it said because I zone out. But when I listen, you remember. Yeah, exactly. I do too. Like I li- like when I'm driving and I'm yeah. just, yeah, I, I, I take in information way better. I do too. So let, let us know your thoughts. What are your guys' opinion? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Is our audio books, real books. <laughs> Is listening <laughs> that, is listening, title to, is listening to an audiobook, does it really count as reading that book? I would argue yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. Jaden, it was a pleasure. Talk to you uh talk to you next time. All right. All right, see you. Man. Bye. Bye.